Welcome to A Texan's View of the World with your host, Jeb Bashaw. Well, Happy New Year and welcome to another edition of A Texan's View of the World. Doesn't it seem like 2022 blew by? And here we are, off and running in 2023. I had a great lunch with my friend Larry Lewis today. And he's always so fun to be around, although we always end up cutting up. But what a great time and what a great way to start the season. And I hope you had a safe and blessed Christmas season. Of course, today is Epiphany, and it's the last day of the Christmas season. Remember that the 12 days of Christmas run from Christmas Day, the day of the birth of Christ, until what's known as Three Kings Day, or the day the Magi came to visit Christ and bring the gifts of frankincense, gold, and yes, myrrh. In case you don't know, myrrh is an ingredient in the holy anointing oil made from a gum resin extracted from the small thorny tree species of Camiphora, commonly found in the Near East. It's part of the story of the three kings. And for those of you that have been baptized, you know they use the chrism oil, and that's part of the connection between what was given to Christ at the time of his birth and what's given to each of us as we celebrate our own baptism in Christ. So have you made your own resolutions for the year? Are you going to lose weight, go to the gym, eat at home and save money? Take a foreign language? I'd love to hear from you at jebbashaw at gmail.com. That's jebbashaw at gmail.com with your best New Year's resolution. As for me, Laurel and I have decided to take Spanish from an organization called Babbel. It's an online source of language learning. So far, I'm on lesson six. One of the challenges of learning a new language at age 60 is, well, I'm old. Now, I took eight years of Spanish at Holy Ghost, go Rams, by the way, and four years of Latin at Strake Jesuit, go Crusaders. But I can honestly say I never learned verbs. I'm good on nouns and flashcards, but verbs have always been my Achilles heel. The Babel program allows you to learn phrases that can make you conversational in as little time as possible. If you ever saw the movie Stripes with Bill Murray, think of the scene where his friend is teaching English as a second language. That's me in reverse. It's pretty hard for me to get, but I'm trying. And, of course, Laurel's learning faster than I am, and she and our daughter Caitlin headed down to San Miguel today to practice and have a good time. What a beautiful place. As I was getting ready to do this, I was telling my friend Michael Newhouse about this, and I was practicing my Spanish, and he laughed and said, (laughs) Your Spanish is okay, but it does sound funny with a Texas accent. Oh, well, you can't get too far from your roots. Of course, in Texas, speaking bad Spanish has never stopped anyone from trying. I refer to it as Texican. Some call it Spanglish. When you order the Babel course, you're allowed to request the dialect you want. And there were three choices, and they are Spanish from Spain, Spanish from Central America, and Spanish from Mexico. The Castilian Spanish, pronounced Castilian, is where you say everything with a lisp, like Barcelona. I'm afraid if I tried that, I'd look like I was having a stroke. I chose Spanish from Latin America because around here, you're just as likely to run into a Guatemalan or a Honduran as you are a Mexican. Well, it's day four of the new Congress, and we still don't have a Speaker of the House. As most of you know, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. And watching these clowns for three days reinforces my decision. The Republicans are the kind of people that they won the lottery, would tear the ticket apart, and the theory that if everyone got a little rather than turning in the ticket and getting it all. I'm a little tired of my conservative friends, note the air quotes, telling me it's about principle. Principle left the Republican Party when Reagan signed the Amnesty Agreement back in 1984. 
The Republicans are the Charlie Brown of politics, always expecting that Lucy isn't going to move the football on them. It would be funny to watch if so much wasn't at stake. I remember all the meaningless votes they took to overturn Obamacare, and then when they finally had the chance to actually do it with all three houses, they blew it. Ditto all of Joe Biden's spending bills. So excuse me if I can't believe in Republican principle. It's a little bit like Jesuit humility. It doesn't exist. New Year's Eve was fantastic. I started the day duck hunting down in Winnie and then came back for a lovely party my wife and I hosted. Well, she hosted it. It's so nice to ring in the new year with neighbors and friends and not to have to go anywhere. As usual, I started turning out the lights around 11 o'clock, but most people stayed until 1 a.m. just to have another drink and ring in the new year. I had Mike at Pete's Fine Meats prepare the beef tender, and it was delicious. If you don't know where Pete's is, it's on Richmond, and he does a great job. New Year's Day, we had the traditional black-eyed peas, and Laurel made the best enchiladas I've ever had. I asked her what the secret was, and she smiled and said, leftover beef tender. Wow, they were good. Of course, the whole world's excited about Texas Christian University, TCU, making it to the college football playoff. I'm not sure who's more surprised to be there. TCU or their fans, Georgia or Alabama. My first of 10 predictions for the new year, and I'm going to be a bit of a homer here, and I'm going to go with TCU to win it all. TCU hasn't won a national title since 1938, so it's about damn time. And if they do, we'll all be horned frogs for a day. My second prediction is that the stock market, as figured by the Dow, ends up within 100 points of where it starts a year. We're up 500 points today, but we were down 300 points yesterday. And I think this is going to be the year of what Dr. Doolittle would call the push-me-pull-you. I think the lack of leadership in Washington, the lack of intelligence in our elected officials, and the lack of historical knowledge by the Federal Reserve combines for a pretty weak market. Money doesn't like uncertainty, and if there's one thing we're long on in this world today, it's uncertainty. My third prediction is for interest rates. I think the Federal Reserve will raise rates to about 6%. That's just a guess. If it makes you feel any better, Powell's just guessing too. He doesn't have the first clue about what he's doing. The way to stop inflation is to take money out of the system, not to raise interest rates. They will go up on their own if you take money out of the system. If you keep printing money and passing spending bills with trillions of dollars, interest rates will never move fast enough to reduce inflation. If you were born before 1960, dig around in your closet and look for your Whip Inflation Now button. Those were very popular back in the 70s. Speaking of Jimmy Carter, on a sad note, my fourth prediction is that I predict former President Carter will go to the great habitat for humanity in the sky in 2023. Jimmy Carter will be 99 years old this year. Jimmy has had a long and distinguished life of public service, but I think he wanted to live long enough not to be called the worst president in U.S. history, and he's finally achieved that goal. 2023 will be an interesting year in baseball. The Astros won their second World Series in 2022, and based on what Jim Crane has done in the offseason, I predict he will do it again. I'm a Houston born and bred native, and I've followed the Astros since I went to the first game in the Astrodome with my dad. I can honestly say I've never seen a better run Houston sports team. From top to bottom, the entire organization is class. Jim Crane is a no-nonsense owner, and he's a great Houstonian by default. Mr. Crane bought the team for $615 million in 2011, and it's worth over $2 billion today. And you never see his players on TV for criminal behavior. He's a winner.
My sixth prediction for the year is about weather. I predict the weather will remain weather. That means we may have a hurricane or we may not. It may freeze again or it may not. We may have a bunch of rain or not very much rain. It has nothing to do with climate change or electric cars or Greta Thunberg. It's just weather. We've had it since Noah built the ark, and I guess we'll keep having it. What we will have is continued mainstream media, mass hysteria every time something happens, and they call it unprecedented. If you're 30 years old or younger, I guess everything is unprecedented until you see it happen in your world. There's a saying that there's nothing new under the sun, and that's true about weather. Let's get back to sports. My prediction for the NCAA is that the new rules will eventually end NCAA sports as amateur, if they haven't already. The new NIL rules, which stands for name, image, and likeness, is already creating issues. Why does a pretty gymnast at LSU make $2 million and the less pretty gets nothing? Now, in fairness, gymnastics are not a team sport. It's individual effort scored as a team sport. But what about football or basketball? Hey, if the starting center is getting a million dollars a year in college because he's the next NBA all-star and I'm the 5'9", slow white guard that isn't getting any money, maybe I decide not to pass the ball to him. Or if I'm the 6'6", 300-pound pulling guard not getting any money and the quarterback is getting $3 million a year in payments, maybe I let an opposing linebacker through just to let my guy know if he isn't sharing the money, I'm not sharing the love. This whole system is fraught with bad consequences. Look at what's already happening in what's known as the portal. The portal is what allows kids to move schools without finishing their eligibility. The kids are changing teams like they're changing socks. This year, over 3,000 players entered the portal. If you assume there's 100 kids per team, that means effectively that 30 teams had 100% turnover. Of course, that's not how it works. The rich get richer. But how do you recruit to that or coach that? As a dad of a Division I athlete, this whole thing stinks to me. The NCAA and the colleges have only themselves to blame. As far as I can tell, no one is giving any thought to the fact that the student-athlete is taking the place of someone who might have loved to play for Texas or USC or Alabama. And the fact that the kids get pampered with a four-year existence, whether they go pro or not. These kids literally receive $250,000 or $300,000 worth of benefit during their college career. Anyway, my prediction is that the whole system will have to be scrapped. My eighth prediction is that Harry and Meghan will get a divorce and she will start the real housewives of Buckingham Palace with all the scorned ex-wives of Andrew. Seriously, who cares? Have you ever met a more narcissistic, untalented pair of crybabies than Meghan and Harry? Of course, I'm guilty of giving them any time in this podcast, but I do it out of disdain. At least the Kardashians know they're narcissists, and they own it. They don't bitch about their life or who didn't get what or who's mean to them. And let's face it, when the History of the World Part 3 is written, there won't be enough ink to write about what a complete gang of nutjobs the Kardashians are. I will say I'm a huge fan of Kate and Will and their kids. If you ever get a chance, follow Gary Gennetti on Instagram. He is hysterical, and he does a great job of poking good, clean fun at the Royals. My ninth prediction is that we will get a new Pope in 2023. Francis is looking a little tired, and perhaps a funeral Benedict will move him along. The church has a lot of issues, and we seem to be making things worse than better, kind of like our Congress. Finally, my prediction number 10. 
America will continue to be the greatest place on earth to live, work, and raise a family. Despite all of our efforts to screw it up, we are still the city on a hill. Name another country anywhere that took in 4 million illegal immigrants. We have literally been invaded, but we are generally so fat and happy that no one seems to care. It's a reflection of perhaps our laziness, but also, I believe, our innate goodness as a country and a people that we welcome folks from around the globe. As I mentioned, today is the Feast of the Epiphany, the 12th day of Christmas. Today is the day that the Magi, or the Three Kings, went to the birthplace of Christ to pay homage to the King of Kings. People like to say that Christ was an immigrant or a refugee, and he wasn't. That's nonsense. Christ's earthly dad, Joseph, was required to travel to Bethlehem to sign up for the census. As I've said before in previous podcasts, that ride is about a 70-mile run as a crow flies from Bethlehem, from Nazareth to Bethlehem, kind of like driving from Houston to Huntsville. But if you had to go to Huntsville on a donkey with a pregnant wife, wow, now that would be a trip. So for 2023, let's count our blessings. Let's thank God for all of our many gifts. Let us pray for peace, peace in the world, peace in Ukraine, and in our own country, and frankly, in our own homes. And finally, as always, let's remember that yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift from God, which is why we call it the present. My name is Jeb Bashaw, and this is my podcast, A Texan's View of the World. Mm-hmm.